Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Law of Living Well podcast. So today is November 1st that this episode is going to air. And I don't know where October went. I don't even know where September went. And the fact that we're in November is both terrifying because time's flying, but also really exciting because there are so many good things coming up. And speaking of good things, you know that if you've tuned into honestly all of this season we've been talking about like all of the exciting things going on in our lives so well today's episode is really going to focus on habits and kind of getting back to basics like under all of the chaos and different things and transition that goes on in our lives how do we come back to habits that ground us and then sharing some tips for how to form your own habits whether that's health and wellness habits whether that's just personality trait habits or growing and maturing. But before we do any of that, I'm curious, Allie, like what is your, how are you going into November? Like what are maybe some intentions you're setting or goals that you have for yourself? What are you thinking? Well, obviously I love this time of year with all of the holidays, getting to see family, getting to look forward towards the new year and everything that's going to bring. Um, but honestly, I've just been reflecting and taking some time to just enjoy where I am because I feel like the last few months of my life have just nonstop and I'm kind of enjoying just like taking things slow going, you know, day by day. Honestly, I would say a goal for myself in November. Well, as far as wedding planning stuff goes, I have goals for that. I want to get as much stuff done for that as I can. Um, but personal goals probably just wrapping up the last quarter of the year and my first official year on my job on a positive note. Um, And I really want to try to make some good business connections towards the end of this year so that going into next year, I have a nice client base and I can start to bring more into my company. So I guess that would be a goal of my networking and meeting some more people. Um, What about you? I feel like I'm kind of on the same page with the, um, I guess just like finding settling in and like having peace after very hecticness. And it's crazy. Cause like, you know, we're obviously close in each other's lives. And while we have different life events going on, I feel like they all coincided timing wise. And so like this summer really turned into, it went from like fun summer, like we were doing whatever, to buying houses, weddings, engagements. Like it's crazy how that happened so quickly. But I would say that like, when I look back at September, October, it really does feel like a blur to me because while I was trying to be present, you can only do what you can do. And I had a lot of stress going on and I feel like I have yet like to feel, I guess the comfort just to relax into everything that I've been building because I feel like there's always something to do or you know, something that I can be productive on. And so going into November, I feel like not only do I want to settle into our house and it'll be nice. Cause like you said, like November is so great for hosting, getting together, going and like doing things. And I feel like the weather around here has been kind of 
interesting. So it hasn't hit that like crisp coldness just yet, which I am here for, but there's something about like when it's cozy and like, you know, you can like spend a day in the city, like towards the holidays or just like take some day trips or just like host people for a wine night. And those things just become so much more exciting because you kind of feel like you're trapped in your house more. So I'm really excited for all of that, but mainly just to like give myself the permission, so to speak, to just enjoy life. Like I, I spent a long time putting this house together. I spent a long time getting here with all the process, which you know well, Allie, but I think I'm, I need to just like actually enjoy it. And then of course, work-wise, there's a lot of exciting things going on, but in that realm too, I just, I want to be excited about the people that I get to work with every day, building up this business and like really letting it sink in. Cause I don't think it has yet that I own a business and I am like, have so much more time to dedicate to it now. That's absolutely amazing. I'm so excited that you finally have, you know, gotten the ground running with that. Cause I feel like this has been something in the works for you for so long. So I kind of think it was like the perfect time for you to launch into that at the end of the year, because it just kind of coincides with setting your goals for the incoming year. And you already have a head start on that. So I feel like you could have started that at a better time. Um, And you brought up a good point, like this time of year gives you more of an opportunity to be around family and friends, which honestly gives you a chance to reflect on like just who is in your life that's super important to you, focusing on just being with those people, celebrating all of the holidays and life and all of these things that are going on. And it almost forces you to be present because you're either cooking for one of these Friendsgivings, Christmas, New Year's, whatever it may be, or you're at an event with people. So this kind of year, this time of year, it kind of forces you out of, you know, your bubble of, I need to be productive. I need to be doing this, that, and the other thing by the end of the week, you kind of are just focused on, all right, what am I cooking for this event? And it's more of like a, I don't know, for me, it's a peaceful time because I love this type of stuff. No, I I'm with you on that. And I think that there's such like a grounding feeling that I feel when I get to be around like friends or family and in settings that are like that, especially. So like, I always think about this, like in the summer, it tends to feel like you, you have to do more for like get togethers and things. So like you have to, like, it's a boat day and then it's a barbecue and then it's fireworks after, or it's this, and then you're going out and it's meet me at this place. Like it's rare that and maybe I'm wrong with this, but sorry, I also the dogs want to like make a guest appearance on this episode, apparently. <laughs> um, They're just chipping in to say hi. I know they have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, but I think like when you're thinking about the summer, like the idea of actually just going to a dinner and sitting around a table, like usually it's not what people want to do because there's just so much to do. And there's a lot of people who like their schedules, if they're working jobs where like the summers are lighter there's that type of vibe. So I do feel like it's so nice when you can just like, when again, like Friendsgiving, having my close people around me, we all bring something to chip in. We sit down and we're literally just eating a meal around a table, but it feels like so much more. Like it feels very, yeah, I guess grounding is the only word I could think. Yeah. I mean, I could see easily that the holidays can be stressful for certain people and I don't discredit that at all. 
But I think on the flip side, if you switch it into a time of, okay, I'm, you know, forced to put myself in the moment and just enjoy what's going on one week at a time, it kind of allows you to almost like slow down towards the end of the year if you play it the right way and start fresh the next year, which I think is a great thing. But on the other side, it all ties back to, I think the main point of this episode is maintaining habits, which I think is almost impossible, not impossible, but it's very difficult for a lot of people to do during the holidays. And it often results in, all right, well, I'm going to start that, you know, after Thanksgiving, or I'm going to start that in the new year. Um, So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about how important it is to create those important habits for yourself and also make sure you're maintaining them through, you know, difficult times like holidays where you're faced with a lot more obstacles, I guess you could say. Yes, I have so much to say about this. So the first thing I think is cool is anyone who's listening to this on the day it comes out, or even if you tune in afterwards, on November 3rd, we'll have exactly 60 days left in 2023. And that to me, like, I'm like a, I don't know, I have like weird motivations in life. So I like looking at that. So like 60 days, that is your blank canvas. So what do they say? Like, it's like 21 days that you can form a habit. And then from there, you can make things stick. There's so many, like, if you think of these quick cleanse things, which, you know, not my style, but like a 30 day, whatever, like 60 days is a long time. And at the same time, you know, if you've gone this entire year and maybe you had a goal coming into it or your goals have shifted or changed, like that happens naturally. But if you look at the 60 days that we have left, what do you want to make of them? And so something that like I often will ask my clients is, set goals, but we're not talking like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to start to be, I want to become a runner because those things are great, but they're very, very daunting. And to your point, when you have a really, really lofty goal like that, and it's not really set in like an intentional way. And it's more so this like aesthetic thing or like kind of something just to check a box it's really hard to maintain it. So the habits that you're forming are going to get you to this goal. And so the questions I like usually use to prompt that would be like, how do you want to feel in the last 60 days? And I'm just using the 60 days as a reference point, but how do you want to feel? How do you want people to remember your presence as? So like when you leave a gathering, do you want people to say, wow, she seemed strapped, like fill in the blank. Cause you know, do you want them to say, do you, does she feel, she seemed stressed. She, she seemed off. She seemed, you know, like something was on her mind. Or do you want them to say, she seemed so in the moment. She seemed present. She seemed thankful. Like think of these words and then you kind of work backwards from there. And like, you know, where do you want to be in life? Is it that in the last, you know, maybe you can't move in the next 60 days, but like, where do you want to be in 2023? Do you want to be in a new home? Do you want to be in a new job? Do you want to be surrounded by new friends, old friends? And when you kind of think about it that way, then you can actually establish habits off of that that are smaller, much more easy to maintain, but they're also rooted in like actual intentional thought versus just like, you know, oh, I want to be a runner. Therefore, when I step on the treadmill and I can't run, I'm going to give up. 
So that was going to be my follow-up question was like for anybody out there that's wanting to start a new habit, whether it's incorporating a new type of fitness routine into their life or a different type of, you know, how they're cooking and fueling their body, or if it's just, you know, to be in a more positive mindset around others, whatever it may be, would you say like the first step to even starting a habit is coming up with a mindset of where you want yourself to be at a certain point in time? Yes, absolutely. You So if anyone's familiar with the amazing book, Atomic Habits, they talk about the different, you know, pieces of a habit or components of a habit. And so it always starts with a cue. And then there's, you know, he, James Clear describes it, that there's a cue, something that happens that makes you like aware that you need to change something or want to change something. Then there's the craving. So that's like, what do you want to do about it? And you start to become aware of this like desire to get to something. And then there's actually taking action on it and it ends with the reward. But I think that you have to start with the reward. So like, how do you know if a habit is effective if you don't know what the reward is that you want? And I say that mainly because I think it's really, really easy these days to say, you know, we'll use you as an example, Allie, like in a hypothetical situation. So if you scroll on Instagram after we're done recording today and your wedding stuff is on your mind and you end up seeing some girl who walks down the aisle and she has like, I don't know, like this crazy good fashion style and you're like, wow, I really like, I admire that. And I picture myself that I would like to do that. I want to have my moment, like walking down the aisle. I want to look beautiful. Like not, we're talking hypothetical because we know you will, but like, if you see this, right. And you start to envision that that's what you want. That's something that's in your head. Now it's like an underlying goal and you subconsciously are forming this goal. So now if you follow this girl And this girl starts posting that she gets up in the morning and she does 10 jumping jacks every single morning. You're then in your head subconsciously saying, oh, okay, like, you know what? I really liked her style when she walked down the aisle. I want to emulate something about her and she does this thing. So if I do 10 jumping jacks every morning, I could end up with my goal, which is walking down the aisle and looking like stylish. And it's like weird how we connect these things, but you could end up doing that. Then convincing yourself, hey, you know, I want to form a morning routine and I want to start working out. And you're, you go and you, you start looking up things and you see that this girl does whatever, or some other girl does another workout routine. You start doing that workout routine. You do it for like about 10 days and you start to feel like you just, you give up, right? Like you don't want to do it anymore. Your body's like, Eh, like it doesn't really resonate with you and you get to the point where you could feel like okay I failed like I failed at this goal I set but in the first place if you back up all the way to the beginning the reward that you were after had nothing to do with working out and so I think that like that's where we can get a little backwards because now we're exposed to so much on social media and the people around us that like we can not, we can be like misaligned and basically see an outcome we want. And we try different things out there to get to it that don't actually get there. So all of that being said, when you start 
at this is my goal. So like, I don't know, whatever example that might be. Like for me, we'll use the presence thing. Like I really want to be more present for the holidays. That's like a, a very immediate- Go ahead out, Nashi. <laughs> um, but that's something that I would really- enjoy and like, like to do. So now I have to think about that for myself. So like, what can I do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis that will get me to that place of being present irrespective of what I see online. So like I'm me, I have to know me and I have to know what those goals are. And then what I can start to do is look at my habits every day. So when I wake up and I decide to meditate that's all playing into that because I'm learning and reteaching myself how to pause and how to slow down little by little each day so that when I get to those moments, it's like second nature and I can start to release some of the stress that I typically wake up feeling. So you have to, that like North Star of knowing your goal is absolutely key. And I think too, it's important, like you touched on the whole social media aspect, like just, you know, not blindly, but like setting your, you know, your goal or the mindset that you want to achieve and then letting yourself get to a place where maybe the route, the road there becomes unattainable for you individually, just because it's not something that, you know, works well for you. One of the important things I think in coming up with habits that work for you is knowing that there's different roads to get to your overall outcome. And like, just because, you know, the one girl on Instagram was doing whatever, 10 jumping jacks a day doesn't mean that you doing 10 jumping jacks a day is going to get the same result and realizing, okay, how can I create smaller little habits to get me to the same place by doing things that are going to work for me and fit in with my life and my lifestyle? Because I feel like that's the number one thing that gets people um, to stop trying to obtain a new habit is when something starts to become unattainable, if you decide not to readjust and you just stop doing it cold turkey, then it's going to put you in a rut back to where you were. Like I've been trying all of these new habits and none of them are working for me instead of just regrouping and adjusting. Like how can I get to the same goal by making tiny changes that will work for me? Um, hundred percent. And there's like a saying that you know, I hear a lot of people say when it comes to diets, but I actually think it applies to habits as well, is that you didn't fail at your habit. Like if you set a habit and you would like to get into it and create a bunch of those habits and get into a routine, if you set it and it doesn't work for you, you didn't fail at it. It failed you. And that's okay because there's a reason why we all don't have the same exact habits. There's also a reason why like you'll see marathon runners who are vegans. You'll also see vegans who are feel that they're overweight and unhealthy. Like there's no, you can't tie every single thing so logically together. And so feeling like you're, you know, people give up on themselves very easily. And I think that like, that is the number one challenge to overcome. And that's something that like, I really work, like essentially the root of my coaching is that to under get people to understand that it's not them. It's just that you have to understand yourself first. And then you have to work at forming habits that work together with your life. Cause the other thing to consider is like, I could also say that to, like, I want to start doing laps in a pool. Do I live by a pool? No. 
do I have that time in a day? Absolutely not. So if I set that goal and I already know that like my environment and schedule do not work for that, I'm, I'm kind of setting myself up for just like more of this, like, you know, self-judgment. And then, you know, people will get really down on themselves and think because they couldn't do X, Y, Z habit, they could never do anything that they want to do, like in the health and wellness realm, but also like career wise and stuff like that too. So it's all about, like you said, just like pivoting, but also understanding if it doesn't work for you, that's actually a place of empowerment because it means like on to the next, it does like, just like not liking a food, the food isn't, you're not a failure because the food didn't work for your body. Exactly. And I think, I mean, prime example, one of your outlets, I feel like is running, getting on the treadmill, going for a run and just letting whatever was on your mind or whatever stressed you out that day, go through running. For me, that's something I know would never work. So even I could look up to you in every aspect of life and be like, well, if that's how Jess gets her stress out from the day, then I want to try to do that because I want to get my stress released that way. But just because we align on so many other levels does not mean that everything you do is going to work for me. For example, my outlet would be coming home, doing all of my bed sheet laundry, making a clean bed and cleaning my house. That is like my number one outlet now, whenever I'm feeling stressed, anxious, and I feel like there's nothing else I can do. That's one thing that I know I can control. I can come home, I can clean my house. And that's one less mess of static that's in my life. And that may not be the same for everybody else or cooking. I'll come home and if I'm stressed, which I feel like is the opposite of most people, I'll make some like elaborate dinner that forces me to be in the kitchen and be intentional with every single thing that I'm making. And some people might be like, well, I don't even know how to cook. Well, that's great. Then find something else, you know, that's your individual outlet. But I think it's different for everybody. And it's so important to find like in that example, both of our end goals is how do we release any stress, tension, anxiety from our day? Finding something in between to do that, that works for us is more important than just following some sort of guide on, you know, TikTok or something. Exactly. And like, to your point, like that's where, again, starting with the goal, we both achieve our goal at the end of the day. And like, that's, you know, everything that we do, like a habit wouldn't exist if there wasn't a reward associated to it. Like there's a reason behind why we do everything and habits themselves like are as unconscious as like, it's all to solve a problem. Like that's what a habit is. That's why your body does it. So like when you walk into a dark room, what's the first thing that you do? Turn on the lights, scream, cry, (laughs) scream. Well, screaming and crying hopefully comes with like the lights don't go on, but yes, exactly. Like we just turn on a light. Like that's something we do because there was a problem. It was dark. We learned the habit that you turn on a light switch. Like everything, like when you look at habits, it's not just like, you know, it doesn't have to be as daunting as like, you know, training for a race or starting to run or eating healthier or doing a certain diet or whatever it might be. It's as simple as that. So like every single thing you do from turning on a light to like, that's like a, that's very ingrained in your body. Then you teach yourself new things too. So like the other thing, like I'm trying to think of something I've done recently since living here, I guess one of those things would be 
locking, like I'm not used to having a, a lot of doors. And so we have a lot of entrances to this home. And so I lock every single door every single night, but that has been weird for me because my body isn't trained that way. I'm used to just locking one door. So like things like that, like you could teach yourself over time and then each habit builds and becomes more natural and you have the capacity to build more habits. And the reason I guess I'm saying all this is to realize that the biggest source of, I guess, like quitting or like burnout or feeling like a habit is not sustainable is when you try to take on too much too fast. And so going all the way back to this concept of there being 60 days left and like the new year and all this other stuff, it's not realistic to probably think that you can like overhaul your entire routine. I mean, some people I'm sure can, but it's really hard on your body, your mind, like every single habit you have is like an adjustment for your mind. So you don't want to overload it, but what you can do is just look at those small things. So like when we're looking at the months of November and December, if you have a goal to, we'll just kind of use like the running thing. If your goal is that you want to you know, become a runner, that's probably too vague. So you want to decide what does that mean to you? And what if that means that once a week you get on a treadmill and you try, like you just try to do what your body is able to do in that time, because you have to trust that over time, your body will adjust to that. And maybe then you can get more granular, but you can't just go into, I want to run five miles a day because while that's a great long-term goal to have you if you try to rush it you're going to get so frustrated every single time you can't get there first you have to kind of calibrate your body like what can your body do if you got on a treadmill and you didn't stop running how far would you go the first time then next the week after that if you made some adjustments how far would you go and so if that's like something that's a goal for the new year you can do these small things everything from okay I am not motivated to work out and I work a desk job and I drive home from work. Can I make it a habit to keep my gym clothes and my running stuff right next to the door? So when I walk in, I change right away. And then my mind and my body are already in this mindset that I'm going to go do something now. And even if you don't end up running, you get yourself into that little habit and like you kind of build off of that. That's like what all of this is about, the second you start to overwhelm it and you say, I'm going to start running, which means I also need to try this new diet. And I also need to dress differently. And I also need to clear out my entire closet and have athleisure. And I've got to join these running communities. And I've got to make my entire schedule around running. That's like a fast track to burnout. I completely agree with you. And I feel like so many times I am literally the walking example. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but I am the typical wants to start a change and goes too overboard and does too many things. Like I set like six goals at once. If my end goal is I want to have more energy throughout the day and I want to be more active in my head, I'll say, okay, that means I need to wake up an extra hour early so that I can walk my dog or get some sort of movement going in the morning, let my body wake up. I also want to make sure I make my bed and clean my room before I leave for the day. I want to make sure that I'm meal prepping, eating my certain meals, 
doing whatever activity, you know, physical activity throughout the day, meeting my work goals. I'll go, you know, way too overboard because I feel like I need a major haul. And I've found that instead setting smaller goals. So if my end goal is still to have a more active lifestyle so that I have more energy, I can do a couple of small things on my own terms. Like I've now started to wake up an extra hour early before I have to go simply so that I can make myself a cup of coffee, play with my dog for a little bit before I have to go to work. And then on my lunch breaks every other day, I'll go for a walk instead of going to grab lunch and I'll eat lunch back at the office. So adjusting to making smaller commitments to myself, once I get comfortable with those, if I want to add in more, I can, but then I don't feel that pressure of, okay, I failed one of my six goals of the, of the day. Now I'm falling off the wagon. Exactly. And that is like, we're human beings at the end of the day. We are creatures of habit, not to be punny, but we are so driven by reward. And so if you're putting yourself in a situation that like our human nature is not built for, like we go at a million miles per hour, we weren't built to do that. And if you do so much and put so much pressure on getting it all right, you're almost like setting yourself up for this like utter failure feeling inside. And when your body feels that and that disappointment, it's not going to want to do it anymore. Whereas if you have these smaller goals, like if you have that hour where you wake up early, Allie, like I'm sure every time you do that, you have a quick win and like you're starting your day that way. And then it's going to, your mind's going to remember that. So the next time you're like, okay, you know what I'm going to add to this? I'm going to add that by springtime, I'm going to like walk Nash for 30 minutes in the morning and that's going to be my thing. Like your mind's going to remember, okay, remember that one time when I tried to like add the hour that felt so good. And that's all I had to do. And then I just went on with my day and it impacted me well. So now I'm going to try this and I know it's going to go well because I've done it before. Like the second we take our, our own like trust, I guess, away from ourselves by putting our body in a position where like we are going to be overly stressed. You're almost like telling yourself like, Hey, go ahead and try this. But you know, last time we crashed and burned and that's like very hard to come back from. Oh my God. Absolutely. And I think giving yourself the patience to try a new habit and letting yourself not be perfect at it for, you know, an extended period of time is so important. Like say I set a goal to do that hour extra in the morning every day. And on the third day, I was so tired because I was up late the night before and my mind was racing and I don't give myself the extra hour instead of giving that excuse to myself to just get out of it and say, Oh, well, I didn't do it today. It means it's not working for me. Give yourself the grace to mess up a few times, but still get back on the wagon and adjust it if you need to. So like I've now gotten comfortable with waking up that extra early, but I've gotten equally as comfortable with the idea of if I was up super late the night before, or I had like a lot going on and my brain just couldn't get to sleep. And I was so exhausted in the morning, instead of forcing myself to wake up that extra hour when my body's just not ready and I'm going to be groggy anyways, I'll give myself the grace to sleep in the extra hour, knowing I still have plenty of time to get myself to work and make, you know, the rest of my goals for the day. But I give myself that grace to say, 
it's okay to not do this one habit today because your body needs you to lay in bed a little bit longer, get a little bit of extra rest and everything's still going to be okay. And that is so important because that's the other thing is like that flexibility. Like we have to celebrate that we're human and things come up. And the other big thing, like when you, if you're a female or someone who has a cycle, you know that like in a given month, every week is really different on so many levels. And so the same way that we have to look at like, okay, there's going to be at least probably a week or so per month where I feel a little bit moody and I don't feel as motivated. Like that's something that you have to consider just with the same with everything else. So like your body is constantly cycling from all levels, not just like a period, but like on your, you have systems that are constantly ebbing and flowing. So like everything can throw things off. Your environment could throw things off. You could also like have a huge stressful project that you're trying to present at work and you're working so hard towards it. It is actually beneficial to you to look at that and be like, okay, this week, you know what? That extra hour of sleep that I know I'm going to get in the morning because I'm not going to do my habit that is going to help me this week. Like that is the habit that I'm going to implement for this week only because it's going to get me to my goal, my new goal. That's more important than my other goal at this moment of getting that project done in a place where I feel strong about it. And I'm not sleep deprived. I'm not snapping at people when I get home because I'm so tired. Like you almost have to like reassess which goal in that moment is the most important. And also again, that like your body is changing. So like if you wake up, on your period and you're like, wow, I am tired and my body like really needs more rest. Listen to it. And that's like the best thing you could do for yourself in that moment. That was an interesting point, like setting, you know, having more than one goal and realizing that you don't have to accomplish each goal each day, or, you know, you could take steps towards one goal and take more steps towards another goal or whatever it may be. But I like how you said, you know, today I'm going to be able to focus more so on this goal if I forego doing this. And I think that's super important too, because it all kind of ties back to the concept of balancing what your body needs at that given time or on that given day or time of the month or week, whatever it may be with your end, you know, mindset and your end goal. So there's always going to be times where it's more difficult to accomplish one goal over the other, or there's going to be times where you're like, I'm sick. My body feels depleted. I'm not doing any of my goals. I'm not waking up early. I'm not cleaning the house. I am literally going to take this time and focus on myself. And that's a goal in and of itself is to rest and take care of your body. Absolutely. And that is exactly why when I talk about goals, like with people, it's not, there's definitely parts of it that you break down into. I want to complete this project. I want to bring new clients into the office. I want to move into a new house. But when I start with the question of like, how do you want to feel that can kind of be like a good umbrella for you to move goals around underneath. So like in this conversation that we're having, like if your like goal is ultimately just to feel at peace, like, I mean, that sounds like such a simple goal, but honestly, it's one of mine for November, just to feel that like at peace, like grounding feeling. I know that that's going to change from week to week. So like today it might mean 
saying no to something late at night, because when I settle in and do my nighttime routine and do those habits, I feel really at peace going to bed tomorrow. It could mean that something at work, you know, somebody asked me to do a project and it's feeling just not right to me. It doesn't feel like instinctual that it's, I'm going to be able to get it done without working extra hours. And that's going to be me saying no. And that's the habit of saying no tomorrow. And it's all for that same goal that I want to feel this ultimate way. And so like, if you kind of look at those umbrellas, it helps you feel like, yes, you might not be doing like your habit of the day, but it's, you're still working towards that goal. Taking a quick pause from today's episode, I have something very exciting to share with all of you. If you've been following along with either the podcast or my Instagram account, Think Well by Jess, you know that I just completed one of my third nutrition certifications. But this one's really exciting to me because while I've definitely had knowledge in functional nutrition and disease prevention and diets and how the power of food can really heal us, this one really dives into our mindset around food. And so when it comes to things like setting habits or actually getting yourself into a routine and then also looking at things like how what's going on in our life, our work, our relationships is really impacting our stress levels around eating and enter into challenges such as emotional eating or binge eating or restriction – I am so excited to bring this knowledge to all of you as I've completed my certification from the Institute for Psychology of Eating. And so while every single person is welcome to a free intro call, that's something I always do so that I can get to know my potential clients and they can get to know me before making a decision, I would like to offer the Law of Living Well listeners a 50% off discount for one month of coaching sessions. That means meeting with me weekly for whatever the challenge might be that you're facing or the goal that you're trying to go after and having that personalized one-to-one support. So to secure that discount, all you need to do is send me a DM. Um, You can go to Instagram. Again, my account is thinkwellbyjess. And you can also use our Instagram DMs as well to secure this discount, Law of Living Well Pod. All you have to do is simply share that you heard this on the podcast and you're interested in the discount, and I'll get you all set up from there. So I hope to speak to all of you soon and hopefully work together. And now we're back to the episode. How would you, you know, help someone realize whether, you know, someone comes to you and they're like, Hey, I've had this goal set. This is what I've been doing to work towards it. Um, but I don't know that it's working for me. How would you kind of help guide someone through deciding whether to, you know, abandon a habit? Maybe it's something that really isn't working for them or encourage them to adjust to still meet their end goal. So I have a approach to basically setting Anytime someone's coming to see me, they're ultimately, it's like, you know, a nutrition goal, a wellness goal. So I encounter something, a situation like that a lot where it's like, you know, I've been trying to lose weight forever. I can't, or I have a problem. Like I keep feeling like I'm just like emotional around food and I can't control it. And ultimately those, if you're saying a goal and you feel like it doesn't necessarily 
it's not working or like the habits underneath aren't working, it might just be a complete realignment of the goal. So again, like, how do you want to feel like you want to lose weight, but how do you want to feel like, what do you think you're going to feel when you lose that weight? And then you start there. So the approach I kind of walk people through is first setting those goals that are clear again, like you don't want to be a runner, but what do you want to do? You want to be able to get to do a run. Like you can't, you know, you're just not going to become someone else overnight, but get clear about those goals then also to personalize them. So again, that comes back to, are you setting a goal that's realistic for you, your body, where you are in life right now, and then your environment. So like, is your, are the people you're around or your workplace or, you know, your local area, is that supportive of what you're trying to get to? And if all of that lines up, then you have really clear goals. And so again, like I kind of ask those questions, how do you want to feel? What do you want to be known for? What do you want surrounding you? Where do you want to spend your days? And like, when you ask, I first ask those questions and then we get to, okay, so what actually has to happen for those things to be, you know, come to light. And that's where maybe the habits themselves could be a lot of these things that people consider goals like running or whatever it is. So I kind of walk them through each of their goals. And from there I say, okay, so you said you want to feel maybe someone wants to feel prettier. That's like their goal that at the end of the day, that's why they want to do all of this. They want to feel better in their skin. They want to feel pretty. That's okay. Like I'm not here to say someone's goal is right or wrong. And if someone feel wants to feel that way, what does that actually mean? So on a daily basis, what can they do? And that's where these habits are coming in to get to that outcome. And maybe that is every morning they want to wake up and they want to ice roll their face because they feel confident and they feel good when they kind of get rid of some of the inflammation in their face. Okay, great. What else can you do in a day? Okay. You want better skin that can maybe come from increasing your water. We can work on that. And then something as simple as like putting on an outfit you like and looking at yourself in the mirror for a minute and admiring how you look in it. Okay, great. Those things you could do on a daily basis. Weekly, what can you do? So then you kind of work off that same process. Like in a given week, is it every Monday I want to, even though I work from home or I'm not going out, I just want to do a full face of makeup because I feel like it will make me, you know, feel good in my skin. And I want to just go somewhere, get a coffee, whatever it is, because I just feel good when I dress up and I get myself ready and I go out. Or is it on a weekly basis? that you try out a new skincare product and you kind of like add something into your routine that maybe you weren't doing before, whatever it is. And you kind of go through that bi-weekly, monthly, et cetera, because now you're laddering everything, all of those little habits, you're adding up into ultimately how you want to feel, which is prettier and more confident in your skin. Now you then go into your current habits. So I ask them, okay, now you just, we, we set all those things, right? Like we're, we're grounded in what's gonna actually get you to that goal. Now, what is your current habit? Like how are your current habits supporting those goals? And this is where people kind of open their eyes. Cause once you do that first part, if I ask you, okay, what's your current morning routine? And how many of those things would you say are getting you to your goal? And if someone tells me, oh, I wake up in the morning and like, honestly, like I don't really have motivation. So I just kind of like look at myself and I feel bad about myself in the mirror right there. 
that's something that needs to go because you're never going to feel more confident about yourself if you're getting down on yourself every morning. And then it kind of helps people go through their day, their morning routine, their night routine, their monthly routine and see, okay, I I do all these things, but like, are they actually getting me to where I want to go or are they distracting me? And so we go all the way through kind of what they're doing. We take out everything that's not getting them to their goals. We keep things that really are and are working because like odds are something's working for them. We pair in all the new stuff and then you form a routine. So this is where it all comes together is like, these habits don't work just one off. You have to create them into a routine that works for you. So whether that's, you know, like the morning routine, all of those, what can all be put into that? Like, what are the things you could do in the morning? What are the things you could do at night? And then also like on a new week, like maybe is it a Sunday routine, something you do every Sunday that you can kind of build these things into and you see what works because if you have a routine and you're trying to put in your habits and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to have enough time. There you go. Too much. You're trying to do too much at once. And that's a good like kind of pulse check for them. And then after that, it's all about making the habits last. So if someone's really, really determined to like do their hair every day, because that's going to make them feel good. And right now they just kind of, they go and they start to do it and they're like, nah, I'm just going to, I'm good. I don't want to do this, but then they feel badly about themselves. Then you want to make a cue for that habit really obvious. So maybe it's laying out your curling iron on your bathroom sink or something, or maybe it's like you make, you kind of have it stack, which we could talk about, but like you make doing your hair also the same time that you would normally listen to your favorite podcast and you combine those things. So it makes it really doable for your routine and it makes it exciting and you want to make it tempting, but you also want to make it easy because if something's too hard, you're not going to do it. And then you think back to, okay, now that I've done all these things, I know how to make them obvious for me to do. I know how to make them memorable. Like I'll always remember, okay, do my hair or do my makeup or whatever it is, set alarms for yourself. Then at the end of the day, I think that's when people can open their eyes and say like, okay, this actually doesn't need to be super complicated as I've been making it. This can be super easy. And that's not to say that like, doing these things is always easy. It just means you have to like kind of go through that mental process before giving up on yourself because like nine out of 10 times, somebody's going to get to their current routine and be like, well, I'm doing everything right. They came in maybe thinking that, but it wasn't right for them or their goal. I love that so much. And I think, I mean, I've definitely done some of those things. Like for example, little tiny things that I wouldn't even realize a habit until hearing you kind of break down how you would advise someone that wants to get to a certain goal. I forget everything. And you can attest to this. If something is not physically attached to me, I'm going to lose it, forget it, walk out the door with it. It doesn't matter what it is. So one thing I do for myself and I've been trying to get Frank to do is our lunches in the morning. He has never once brought a lunch to work that we've intentionally made for him to bring to work because he forgets. So one thing I do, and I try to get him to do is when I first, so my house is set up in one straight line. So all the way in the back is my bedroom, then my living room, then my kitchen, then my bathroom. So 
on my way to the bathroom from my bedroom, I'm passing through my entire house. So anything I need to bring to work with me that day that I don't want to forget, I do it on that first walk out from my bedroom on my way to get ready for the day. So my keys, my bag, my lunch, anything I may need to bring to work that day, if it's a dress I have to return, mail, whatever it is, I put it all together on my island so that I don't forget it. And that's one thing that I do each morning so that it one saves me time. So I'm not scrambling when I'm needing to leave, but it's also something small that I can do to help train my brain act before you can even possibly forget it. Yep. That's all I like. That is also like a good segue into the habit stacking, which you were saying a lot of these things before, and probably maybe you realized it was that maybe you didn't, but when you no, I was literally going to ask you next, what is habit stacking? Cause I feel like I do that. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay. So habit stacking basically is you, and I, this is not anything I made up just for the record. This is actually, I mean, habit stacking was coined in atomic habits, but it was, it's like another study that it came from tiny habits, but anyway, so what it is, is you want to start a new habit you have a habit that is really comfortable for you and you put those things together because it makes the new one easier to build into your routine. So for example, like going all the way back to when you said like at work, like if you want to like get up and moving like um, during your lunch breaks, lunch is something you don't need to think about, but it is a habit. Like you taking a lunch at work that's a habit. It's a habit you have every day. Like you don't, no one has to really like tell you to do it. You don't really have to think twice. It's something you're already going to do. And now that being said, if you want to, if you turn that into, oh, I want to, you know, run errands or I want to be active or I want to get up and like physically move my body into another environment and then come back to work, you stacked those things together because you knew that you had a window of time. And now instead of having to think, Ooh, when am I going to like try to get up during the day? Like, what do you think, you know, that could turn into, well, okay, this person's stopping by my desk now and, oh, wait, hold on. I got to print this thing. Like by the time you try to find time, it makes it really hard to attain, but because you stack those things, it becomes easier. And the same thing with like, when you wake up earlier, you know that you're going to wake up, right? That's pretty much given. You also know that like you have Nash now and there's certain habits I'm sure that you formed with him. And so if you tie things into that time frame, and you added that, okay, I'm going to wake up an hour earlier and I'm going to do things I already do. Like I, I play with Nash. That's a habit I have. You know, you're going to give him attention. You're going to let him out. The more you can do that, the easier it becomes. And so like examples of that for, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying not to use wellness related goals only because I, I'm using things that are more obscure. So like the whole prettier thing, that's probably not someone's goal, but um, let's say if your goal is, okay, let's, let's go this direction. If your goal is that you would like to start to eat healthier, just start to, that's wonderful, right? So what do you do already? Like Ali, you just said, you put things on in a certain area that you know you're going to grab on your way out. What if you started every morning and say this was your goal and you typically, and I'm making this up, but say you typically like pack your lunch and then you know that like 
at you kind of just pack what's there and you throw snacks in and like they're usually just like processed stuff and you want to eat healthier but you're like not really sure where to start and it's overwhelming to think about the easiest thing that you could do is add that to your stack so like physically literally just maybe put an apple the night before on that exact spot that you're going to pass or go as far as you know, you know, you need to drink water, you're, and that's part of eating healthier, you know, it's going to help start to like, kind of flush out your body and make you feel better. And so you have a water bottle, like an empty water bottle that you refill in the office, put it in your car the night before, like, it's you do things because you know, you're going to drive to work, you know, you're going to use your car. If the more you can bundle things like that, the less work you're giving your brain to try to attain that habit. And going back to what I said before, if you make it too hard for yourself, your brain remembers that and it doesn't want to do it. So that's kind of the concept of like habit stacking. Same as like putting, you know, your supplements like in your doorway. So you literally have to walk over them and you can't forget to take them. I think that makes things more exciting and attainable too, because anybody setting a goal is excited in one way or another to see the results and the reward of whatever that goal may be, whether it's, I want to start living a more active lifestyle and having more energy and you make some changes in your life and you realize, wow, it's six 30 at night. And I still have energy to go do X, Y, and Z. Whereas typically you come home from work, you eat your dinner and you want to just relax and like not do anything. If you start to set goals and make little tiny steps, like adding things, like you said, doing the habit stacking, adding little things throughout the day, you feel those little tiny victories throughout the day without having to feel like, okay, active lifestyle achieved. What can I add next? It's okay. I got my walk in for the day. I remembered my lunch today. I packed those, you know, $10, not on sale kiwis that I wanted to get at ShopRite to incorporate fruit into my lunch every day. I remembered to pack that. And now I feel like I have, you know, those nutrients with me at lunch today, those little things and focusing on the little victories, I think will help create bigger and bigger habits because those just become natural to you. And then you try something new and you add that in. Um, because personally, I like feeling a million little victories over one big, slightly boring victory, in my opinion. It's, and that's exactly right. And that would be like, I guess the summary of my approach and what I do as a coach is I'm trying to show you how to find those small victories and basically get you from, you know, you client, not you, Allie, obviously, but um, get you from a place of, I have tried everything. I'm frustrated. I'm not motivated. I want this so bad, but I can't get there. And it's just not working for me. And it's gotta be me. And I'm like, you know, what's wrong with me going from that thinking in itself is a, a long process. And that's that of course, why you can lean on a coach. And that's like, what I try to do with people is getting them to see that Yes, we can get to your huge, big goal. But if you break it down and you learn to trust yourself and to kind of have these small victories, you're going to feel so empowered. And that empowerment is what gets you to the big goal. And so my goal as ultimately 
as a coach would be to get someone to a place where they feel so confident setting those little goals and they know that they're going to hit them because they're realistic and they're in that big umbrella of their larger, how they want to feel, what they want to be in their life, what their purpose is. Once you do that for someone, they're, I mean, of course I want to work with someone as long as possible, but then they're done. Like they don't really, my job is done when they don't need to work with me anymore because they're so confident in themselves that they can just continue. And they probably will continue to set bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger goals. And like, that is what the work I'm trying to do is, is yes, I have a nutrition certification where I can tell you, here, Allie, um, you want to be a runner? Here's your meal plan to do that. Eat this every single day, do this every single day, and don't mess up because otherwise you'll never get to your goals. Yeah, I could do that. But like, what does that matter if you're not motivated and you go take that plan home and you don't know how to implement it? Because at the end of the day, it's all habits. So that's kind of where like the whole nutrition side now meets this like psychology of habit forming and yeah, I mean, it's exciting work and it's so simple when you like, as we're talking about it, you're probably like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's weird because we don't think this way. And sometimes, honestly, it takes having, although I hate to say it, like not those breakdown moments, but like those moments of realizing, okay, something's not working. Either I'm not setting realistic goals or I'm going about it in the wrong way, meaning I have the wrong mindset around it that if I don't, you know, do my 30 minutes of exercise every single day because something came up, I'm, you know, a failure and I'm not going to ever accomplish any goal that I have in life. Once you're able to overcome that part of it and get some help either from a professional like you, someone who can coach and not you know, tell you here's the one size fits all plan because there's never going to be one, but to have someone kind of help you reset your mindset around what healthy goal setting is and how to obtain those goals over time. Meaning you can set a goal of, okay, I want to look a certain way by this time next year, or, you know, I want to redo my entire wardrobe by the end of the year so that I have a capsule wardrobe or something like that. A lot of these goals are just not attainable, whether it's financially, time-wise, health-wise, um, and realizing what realistic goals are, I feel like is one of the most important steps, which is kind of, I feel like where you would come in is having someone explain to you, this is where I want to be. Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what would bring me peace. How do I get there? And realizing, okay, it's not just one road there. It's a bunch of little steps in between, which I think is the most important part of setting your habits and then maintaining them too. Yes. That it's mindset truly is everything when it comes to goals, because you could easily go right now onto Google, search like quick weight loss, find a very prescriptive plan, start doing it, do 30 days of it and be like, wow, I totally dropped weight and all this stuff. But if you look 60 days past that, another month past that, are you in the same place of that empowering feeling? Most likely not because you took somebody's plan and you tried to do it and that's great in the moment, but then what do you do when it's done? 
How do you continue that in your life? And most likely if it worked in 30 days, it's a very quick fix and it's not built to last. So I'm definitely here to help people who are playing the long game. And while, yeah, our goals are absolutely going to change. Like I work with clients where their goals change monthly. That's fine. There's nothing to say that you can only go after one or that they can't change, but are they all laddering up to a long-term game? And are you willing to put in the work And then once you are and you get really motivated in that mindset, you really can do anything that you want, but coming out of a place of pressure and perfectionism, trust me when I say it is not ever going to get you to a place that's sustainable. It lasts maybe this nice like quick hit of dopamine. You're like, oh my God, I'm doing so well. And then you're like completely overwhelmed. So my goal is really just to kind of take away any of that overwhelm, stress, like if we can, if I can avoid that for anybody out there, like that is literally just my goal because half the battle is just getting to the right mindset. Absolutely. And I think the other part too, like you kind of brought up with like perfectionism, it can also be very, very easy for someone to become obsessed with a habit and not on the side of like, okay, I didn't do the habit I'm failing, but it becomes I need to do this every day or I need to intensify it. So if I want, you know, to set a new fitness goal, I need to work out, you know, three days a week, four days a week, then you get to every day, then it's twice a day realizing, okay, I don't need to, you know, go this far to reach my goal. And in fact, I'm almost going to set myself back by getting to an unrealistic point that could, you know, hinder your overall mindset around your ultimate goal. And then you could just say in general, you know what? I went too obsessed with the whole fitness journey. Now I don't want to do it at all. I don't want to do any fitness classes. I don't want to overdo it whatsoever. I'm, you know, quitting cold Turkey. And then you kind of set yourself back if you ever want to get back into that again. Totally. And like thinking about that too, and the whole like long game thing, we have a lot of people in our lives or like, I see a lot of people we're in our twenties, like early thirties, whatever people are game to like try these things like oh I'm gonna like rehaul my whole diet I'm going to become like the in the best shape I've ever been in my life I'm gonna become like the best homemaker and like everything in my home is gonna be pristine those things are like it's I think it's awesome I think we're such an ambitious generation but you have to think like when it comes time that you have a child will you know, if you, if you think in your head that I have to work out, for example, two times a day to sustain where I've gotten to, do you think you'll be able to do that when you have a child one day? What happens when you get married and you go on your honeymoon for a week? Like you kind of have to think about these scenarios. And if that scares you and you're like, oh my God, what will happen? Probably a good sign that you have to create that leniency and while you can do it sure if you have the ambition go for it but once you become like it's almost like worrying if you had to stop for like a moment in time or a month at a time it's a good sign that it's probably taking control of your life instead of enhancing it absolutely and I think that so many times it starts in a good place but you just have to like we've been saying this whole time whether a habit's working too well or not well enough having the confidence to just recenter on, okay, well, what is my end goal with this tiny habit that I'm forming here? 
And do I need to make adjustments to that? And if I do, that's totally okay to make those adjustments. And I'd rather make them now before it's too late and I get to a bad place with it. Yeah. I mean, it keeps life exciting too. Like who wants to do the same thing every single day for the rest of their life? Like it's exciting to try new things, even like the idea of starting a new habit. That's exciting. As we're talking here, I'm like thinking about new habits I've started this week. Like, although I feel like I've tried so many different things, it's still exciting. Like I just got back into like cycling as an exercise because I didn't have my bike for a while. Now we have it. I'm like, wow, this is exciting. Like I'm like looking forward to doing it tomorrow. And when that excitement starts to turn just even a little bit to like, oh, I don't want to go, but I should. That's when I know that it's just time for something new. Exactly. And I think it's cool to realize you can pick up habits, put them down, restart them, and they'll still be just as exciting to you if they were positive ones, like getting back into cycling or getting back into a certain, you know, program at work or a new morning routine. Like you can set it aside if it's not working in the moment or just to give yourself some time to like re-get excited about it. Just because you stop for a period of time doesn't mean you're completely done with the habit. You are absolutely right. All right. So I think to wrap up this episode, what if we both share a habit we're working towards right now? Okay. You go first. Yeah. Yeah, Go first because then it will inspire me. Okay. So a habit I'm working towards, as I mentioned, my mental goals are a little more important to me right now than like physical, but at the same time, like I always like to be moving and like taking care of my body. So I kind of like to combine those. So anyway, I, my current habit that I'm trying to stick with is when I wake up in the morning, I used to do this all the time and then I got bad with it, but I keep my phone away from me and I'm giving myself, which this might be a little extreme, but I'm giving myself an hour that I go either take a walk if it's nice enough and not too cold or that I do yoga in our little gym room. And it's not for the purpose of burning calories, but purely because that time when I wake up and I could just think about like what's going through my head without being able to act on it, I feel incredible. And it's something that is not an easy habit to get back into because when we were like doing the whole house buying thing and whatever, I constantly whipped my phone out first thing to see if there was updates. And I I broke my good habit of like not going on my phone first thing. So now I'm trying to like basically bring that back and just have this mindfulness where I, you know, like if I'm thinking about like a new shirt I want, I can't go on the Amazon app or I can't like go buy something on the spot. I can't text someone if I'm thinking of something. So this is something I've been trying to do and so far so good. But like to our point before, there's definitely days where I'm like, okay, I have to forego this because I need this hour of time for something else and I'll get there. I love a good morning habit though. Like I've found things that I like to do in the morning to start my day. And one of those is so small, but it just makes me happy and gives me something to look forward to is making my cup of coffee after I let Nash out and we just sit on the couch for like 30 minutes. I drink my coffee. I put on a show. He lays with me while he's still, you know, waking up. I get to spend time with him. Um, and that like just starts the day and, you know, off on a good foot. But I would say 
one of my habits that I've been trying to work on, especially Frank's been away for the last almost week. So I've kind of just had so much time by myself, especially after work. And as it starts to get darker out earlier, it's very easy for me to just come home from work at 5.30, make something to eat, and then just veg out on the couch all night, starting way too early. And then my body's already, you know, well over wound down by the time it's, you know, a normal time to go to sleep. And then I wake up groggy because I was just too lazy before I went to sleep, if that makes sense. So I started setting just like at least one thing around the house to do when I get home from work. So whether it's, you know, if Frank's home, I'll cook dinner and sometimes he'll clean up the dishes for it. So that's one less thing I have to do, but whether it's cooking dinner and like vacuuming the floors, or it's doing a whole deep clean of the house, which I did tonight, or something as small as just wiping the surfaces down in the house or taking Nash for a longer walk to, you know, the baseball parks and letting him run, giving myself more things that are productive to fill my time when I get home, because I am the type that can literally veg out on the couch and watch Netflix from 530 until it's time to go to sleep. And then I find myself particularly on those mornings after waking up feeling so groggy and lazy, and it's harder for me to get up. So trying to fill my nights with more productivity. And so far, I've been doing pretty good at it, Um, especially while Frank's been away. I've been trying to find more things like going through a cabinet and clearing that out of like junk mail. Um, And that's kind of helped me round out my day and go to bed feeling like I got a bunch of tasks done. I love that. And that's your little victories too. Like I'm sure that plays into so many goals. I mean, whether it's like just having a productive, clean environment, having more energy, And I totally relate to you on that because especially working from home when it's getting dark so early, I like right now it's 719, we're sitting here recording and I feel like I it's midnight. So I think like the time difference definitely makes it hard at night to kind of, I don't know, like figure out like when an appropriate time is to settle in, but I feel you. And it's like you said, all about those little victories, like tonight. Well, one, the main reason I clean the house is because Frank's coming home. So like when I come home from a trip, I want to come home to a freshly clean set of sheets, freshly made bed, even if I know I'm just going to crawl in and mess it up a clean house. Like I just want everything to be nice and neat so that I can just settle in and let my mind be at ease. Like if I walk into a crazy house after traveling or just a crazy day of work, I just get so annoyed at myself because I'm like, you knew you were going to have a busy day today. Like when you left in the morning, you should have just cleaned up. So when you came home, you didn't have to worry about it. So I had my little victory tonight. My house is clean. I'm about to make a little dinner, something easy to clean up. And now I'll be able to relax into the night with a show feeling like I was super productive and I got, you know, a lot of things done that I wanted to get done. I love it. And also like Frank is very lucky to have you because would that sound louder for the people in the back? (laughs) I know we all, well, we all know this and like, my gosh, you're already like the best wife and you're not even a wife yet. Oh, um, yeah, I think this is such a, you know, I could talk forever on this topic and I think it's something that can apply to everything. So that's why I kind of want everyone to take away that this is not just like health, fitness, wellness type goals. 
it's anything you want to achieve. Like, even if that's, you know, a work goal, a sports goal, I don't know, whatever kind of goals, but it's, please take these things, apply these things. And hopefully it just got you thinking like a little different about the concept of habits. Absolutely. I mean, I learned a ton just from hearing, you know, your breakdown and your kind of analysis and approach to creating habits, maintaining habits, avoiding habits that aren't working for you. So thank you for teaching me all of that. Um, And also kind of helping me reflect on certain habits that I didn't even know I was doing that are good for me and certain habits that maybe I would like to start incorporating to get to some of my bigger goals. So hopefully some of our listeners out there, you know, this allowed them to reflect and see what changes, if any, they should make and just overall get excited about making little tiny changes that can lead to an overall happier and healthier lifestyle for you. Yes. If you take away anything from this episode, it's that you, even if your goal seems super big, you can do it. You literally can do it. You just have to start at whatever's approachable for you. Small habits really do add up. And with that, we will talk to you next week. We have a really exciting guest coming on and I will leave it at that for now. So, but super exciting. Thank you for so much for tuning in again, and we will talk to you next Tuesday.